I don't want to just go directly into being a teacher. Yeah. Which is what a lot of people that study languages do is they just go and be a teacher. But yeah. I, I really feel like I want to do something. Yeah, prove that you can do something with it, right? Yeah, like you know, I want to I want to make the world a better place. That's exactly what I want to do. <laughs> it's just a different way of getting there, I guess. Welcome to the New York Mongolia podcast. My name is Trey Frank. And my name is Gabriel Frisella. And uh, we are two best friends making really big life changes. And uh, we're going to be uh, documenting that through a podcast and some conversations. The end. That's a great intro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Just use that entire thing as the intro. <laughs> um. So I actually just I just started recording a little bit a sec, like a second ago just because it I thought we were talking about interesting things and it was I feel like a good time to to uh, key in. So how dare you, sir? <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I I, I kind of keyed in right after I asked you if you wanted to be a uh, or maybe right before. Either way, if you wanted to be a teacher or professor ever. Um, so cool. I guess. Um, I don't know if this part will ever be in an actual episode or not, but um, it works as a kind of working sample. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess kind of uh, if you want to start, you can tell what you're about to do and tell your um, your your journey that's about to happen, I guess. Explain what's in the pipeline for you. Oh, man. <laughs> do you... <laughs> done so many introductions and i will continue to do so many interrupt inter interruptions introductions please don't interrupt me <laughs> <laughs> and oh man i i gotta get used to it you sure we yeah. can't start this thing in media res just like assume <laughs> everyone already knows what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> i don't know first episode maybe this could be like a little like episode zero um, episode zero like the before they leave episode it's about a month out for for me and about two months for you right no it's about yeah i leave june 2nd so oh okay i leave well leave i start june 4th so hey look at that it's really interesting timing i'm assuming that like for the first at least a month that i'm gone that i'm gonna have no contact with the united states yeah that makes sense i don't know if that'll be the case it might only be like a week of little contact but you know, I'm just going to assume that. Do you do like a boot camp? It's not like a boot camp. It's just like training. You have the the pre-service training. That's three months of training. Okay. Um, And you're with your host family. I've heard that when you first get there, there's like a week where you're, this is like specific to Mongolia because every, every different place is, um, is different in the Peace Corps. Which is what you're doing. You haven't actually said that yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hello. My name is Gabriel Frisella, and I'm joining the Peace Corps. I'm going to Mongolia. I leave on June 2nd, ostensibly. And I'm going to be teaching English. Now that that's out of the way, what was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, I don't know. You're talking about was... training, training stuff. Right, right. So, like, e- each different place is is going to to go about things differently that the, mm-hmm. the structure is generally the same the three months of training but um 
in Mongolia, what they do, from what I've heard from uh, volunteers that are there currently, is uh, for the first week, you're in like an area that has like no internet access. <laughs> um, while you, I guess, kind of like get settled a little bit. Um, but I don't know. And pretty much that's kind of like the anthem of my responses to questions about what I'll be doing there. Just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it depends. You have yet to know what is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Like I know I'll be a, a an English co-teacher. Okay. I don't know what that will actually entail. Yeah. Um, it's like, even if I were just like an English teacher and I were teaching a class there, like it would look different than if I were teaching a class in America. So the area of Mongolia you're going to be in, um, what's it like there? Like, I know you have obviously haven't been there yet, but is it like, is it a city? Is it kind of uh, like a village? Like, what is it like? Well, you're really going to enjoy the answer to this. The answer is, I don't know. <laughs> and the second answer is, it depends. Because um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get my, my um, permanent placement until um, after training. So mm. I could be in... Um, so the, the, the capital of Mongolia is, is Ulaanbaatar. Um, yeah. And they don't place new volunteers there um, okay. anymore because of issues of integration and safety, I guess. Okay. But um, so then the country is divided into um, sections called IMAGs, which I guess you could uh, kind of relate to a state, a province. Mm territory a county mm. um and the capital of those provinces are called imag centers okay and then uh, there are smaller towns that are called sums so i could end up in like an imag center in an apartment or i could end up um living in a gare in a sum six hours away from the nearest volunteer <laughs> um so and a gear yet to be seen is like yeah yeah yet to be seen a gear is is um like a yurt okay but like a the tent. mongolian version yeah yeah uh, a lot of people when they think of yurts or gears they, they like think of like like a tent but it's like, like a nice tent it, it's like a permanent it, tent yes yeah, it's, it's uh it's it's something that can be set up in a few hours but is designed to be a place to live for yep. a long period of time. Yeah, uh, Naomi stayed in a year in Naoshima, Japan. As <laughs> it's so funny, the the when we were on that trip in Japan, the um, the girls on the trip, there's a lot more of them, so they are put into uh, yurts, and the guys got the actual like really nice apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this like seaside or I guess oceanside. Uh, house with this like awesome glass wall and this like you know we had two showers and <laughs> they were in yurts with a shared shower yeah um, the other thing about gares is that they're shorter than yurts 
Okay. Probably because Mongolia is a lot windier than Japan. That makes sense. <laughs> it's going to blow away overnight. Yeah. <laughs> um, so interesting. So you don't know where you're going to be or what you're going to be living in. But I guess that's kind of the adventure. Yep. I'm kind of in the same same boat right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least you know what city you're going to be in. Yeah, at least I know that uh, that much. <clears throat> okay, so... Now is time for the... Um, without any transition at all, it is time for your introduction. Yeah. Please tell us everything about yourself. Yeah, nine minutes in. Um, <laughs> so, I am Treg Frank. Uh, I am an interaction and product designer, uh, currently from Denver, Colorado, but in transition to New York City. Um, I have accepted a job there, uh, a really, really large company, a financial, a financial institution, um, designing technology, basically. Um, it's, uh, interesting. I, <laughs> I am still in school until, uh, May 12th. I graduate then and then, uh, got to pack up and leave. Um, and I start June 4th. Uh, and so in a similar, similar, um, vein i don't know where i'm going to be living yet i don't know if i'm going to be in brooklyn or manhattan or um what that really looks like uh <laughs> and it's interesting because there's some there's some parallels uh new york is very different than the rest of the states uh there's obviously new york city is uh people often think of manhattan but manhattan's one of the five boroughs there's um there's the Bronx, there's Manhattan, Brooklyn, uh, Queens, and Staten Island. Was that five? Did I, did I name five? Mm, Manhattan, Manhattan, Bronx, Bronx Queen. Brooklyn, Queens, Astoria. No, not sorry, Staten Island. Yeah, Astoria is in Queens. Um, cool. Yeah, so they have you know the five boroughs, and then there's little neighborhoods in there. Like in Brooklyn, you have things like you know Williamsburg and Greenpoint and um, Bushwick and stuff like that. And inside of those, there's even smaller kind of like micro communities. So it's very interesting. It's very different than the rest of the world, and it's been interesting learning, um, you know, how that all works and how uh, how I might fit in and all that. So. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's uh it's a journey because I I don't know when we're gonna lock a place down. We aren't able to actually go out there to see a place because it's just way too expensive to fly and stay for a whole weekend to look at apartments. Um, so yeah, but either way, um, <clears throat> you know, it's for uh for the future of my career, um, making big steps that way. So we're just going to a the exact opposite type of situations <laughs> yeah but there's also parallels it's weird because it's like i am obviously working at a for-profit company and a massive for-profit company and you are working for i guess you could say it's a massive organization that you work for or will be working for or with it's definitely not the same yeah level different capacity uh, of mass <laughs> yeah uh it's i mean peace corps the budget falls within the state department but it operates mm. independently really so that's interesting i didn't know that it's um it's it's big in that it sends people to lots of places but <sighs> it also has 
a fairly limited um you know budget and and scope mm. that and the and the um funding of it is at the mercy of Congress and the president <laughs> yeah so <laughs> Not something that the Peace Corps itself can decide to expand by themselves. Mm. We should talk about our feelings. How are you feeling? Um, well, I mean, it was, it's been a long process. Let's, mm-hmm. let's like get that out of the way. It's something that I started in August wow. and it is now April. Um, and, uh, like the application process lasted a while and then I got um, an invitation and that happened months ago. Mm. Accepted my invitation to serve. That was very exciting. And then I had a whole ton of tasks to do for medical and legal clearance. Right, right. That got done. And uh, I got my legal clearance like a few weeks ago. (laughs) And that was sent in in November. And um, so they they arranged my travel arrangements for getting me from Atlanta to Mongolia. So nerve wracking to wait for someone else to do that. <laughs> Trust me. I know. And, um, but at this point, it's almost like a light at the end of the tunnel because. Very recently, within the past couple of days, I got an email, and that email said, <laughs> "You have to do more stuff." But <laughs> oh no! <laughs> they also said, after I do that stuff, it's like onboarding activities mm-hmm. and uh, um, some like l- lessons on the learning website, um, like core expectations and um, how to not kill yourself in Mongolia. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I need one of those. <laughs> uh, so, but, but the email said, after I do that, then in two weeks, they will send me the travel arrangements. And that is the first time I have ever received an email from the Peace Corps that said that they would do something in a specified amount. Of- <laughs> so it's happening. Well, you know, I'll given that you do your part, now. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> given that you complete your time, yeah, that's but interesting. Like, just it's it's just an ongoing process, and it never mm. ends. And it it feels like like I'm still applying to the Peace Corps. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, we'll see about this guy. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of like what it is. Like, um, when I leave here, I first go to staging, which happens mm. in America, and someone today at this Peace Corps event they said that staging is kind of like a like you get to know people you fill out paperwork but it's also like are you really sure you want to do this because mm-hmm. if you don't then it's a lot easier to back out now yeah. while you're still in the country <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely uh, makes sense huh. so I mean to to butt in here, I have some similar experiences of having to do multiple rounds of onboarding and uh, paperwork and <clears throat> having travel arrangements booked for you and that kind of thing. Um, I have I even told you this story about the interview yet? Um, I don't think that you've told me any 
thing specific that I remember. I mm-hmm. will say that. <laughs> okay, well, it's worth talking about. Uh, so I started talking to this company in January. Uh, I connected with them through Twitter, actually, um, through uh, a, this random um, designer from the company found me through someone that I am acquaintances with, basically. <laughs> um he was interested in my work and sent me a message and uh we uh he popped on a phone call pretty much like right away uh and then the next day like literally the next day i'm talking to the recruiter and the recruiter's like i'm gonna have you talk to the, the principal of design for the for the new york office i'm like oh cool that's she's like you know the the big dog <laughs> like she has a lot of weight in the company uh and then you know there i am talking to him and then in that conversation she asked if i'd ever been to new york and if i would consider ever you know living there and working there uh and i said no i had never been and she's like oh we'll we'll fix that uh so that was super cool like yeah you know we'll just fix that uh, <laughs> and then uh they tried to have me fly out uh Oh, it's a crazy story. I was in class. So I, I'm in thesis right now. And uh, I was in my thesis class sitting next to my friends. And I get an email from uh, the recruiter. And they're like, okay, cool. So can you fly out on Friday? And it was Monday. And I'm like, no, I can't. Like, uh, I have stuff to make adjustments for. No, like, <laughs> like I can't just fly out on Friday. Um, but I guess that's kind of how they work there. So... Uh, they figured, you know, hey, fly out right away this weekend. Um, super interesting. But they uh, they did book my flights and they did book them like the day before I actually had to fly because they were waiting to confirm uh, people for the interview process uh, and then flew me out. <clears throat> and then after that, after the interview, which uh, was all day, that's how design and tech interviews tend to be. They're kind of like an all day ordeal. Um, I, you know, got the offer and that was kind of a process. And then I had, you know, the background check stuff and, um, I still have some more onboarding documents to fill out when I get there. And, uh, I have on Wednesday, actually, I'm going for a fingerprinting and badge ID photo, uh, thing. <laughs> so it's, a uh, it's an ongoing process for sure. Yeah, it's processes are the best part of starting new things (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's um it's interesting being on uh, on this side of you know getting a job for a big company because you know i've worked for tiny tiny studios with you know two other people and i've worked for larger agencies and um it's just interesting to see this hiring process it's it actually reminds me of when i got a job at like walmart or mcdonald's how they have all their different steps to go through. Yeah. Um, which makes yeah. sense when you can, when you have scale, you have to have certain processes, I guess. Yeah. Like working for a corporation is always, it, there's always kind of like the same type of dance that you go through, mm-hmm. whether that's, this is funny to say, whether that's like, uh, uh, the Kroger as a as a deli clerk, mm-hmm. <laughs> or going to work for a big Fortune 500 company. Yeah, which I guess technically Kroger and Walmart 
are. <laughs> you, you know, you're right. <laughs> it's just working for corporate versus working in the store. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's you know, it's not that different. In the onboarding documents, it says if you're hourly slash if you work in one of the locations, you know, this is uh, this is your code of conduct. And it's all kind of in one one place. You can imagine that everyone has to go through the same same setup. I guess that's just easier if you're a giant corporation to make sure that everyone's on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's like anytime I've ever worked for a big company, they always have like a note from the CEO on like the onboarding documents. Like at uh McDonald's, they had a slide in there onboarding. It was like a class. It was an all day long class you had to go through for their orientation and um they had a slide or two about the founder of McDonald's and his background and who the new CEO is. And it's like the kid the kid does not care that's you know in the mcdonald's orientation he's like i don't care about this i want to make fries and get paid and i don't really even want to make the fries fries. (laughs) exactly i just want a paycheck i don't care about who your ceo is yeah Walmart had it even bad, uh, even even bad, even more bad, even worse, worse. That was even badder. Even badderer. Um, they, had badder. they had it worse. They had it worster. Um, they had it far more worst. <laughs> uh, Walmart had it really bad. They uh, <laughs> they had a like a, I feel like it was like a fifteen minute long presentation during their orientation about the um, founder of Walmart, Sam Walton. Now, Sam Walton was such a great guy. Oh, yeah? Apparently. My favorite thing that I have seen about Walmart, having never worked there, but um, is how they <laughs> they kind of like hold you for ransom. <laughs> um, and <What>? they'll like <laughs> they'll, they'll like put up happy dystopian models about why you shouldn't unionize yeah it's weird they like oh i I mean okay like political opinions aside they um they pulled oh what was it they said they said like if any one person says that they want to unionize they will be fired immediately but if all of their employees came to them at the same time and said that they wanted to unionize, they would. So. It's hard to coordinate. (laughs) You can't talk about it, but if you all agree, you you can do it. it. (laughs) What if you pass notes, anonymous notes? Well, they say, like, if someone's outside and they hand you a clipboard and they want you to sign it, don't sign it. They might be asking you to unionize, and if you sign it, you'll get fired. It's so wild. Like, I mean, I was only there to collect a paycheck, so I wasn't very interested in unionizing in the first place. But still, to be, like, you know, told that if I unionized, I would be fired immediately. Interesting. I mean, I guess that's one of the the things that I like about Kroger, even though I'm not too thrilled with the Kroger that that I worked at Mm -hmm. for an amount of time is they, um, 
Kroger has a union. Mm, yeah. And like when you're going through that onboarding process, they ask if you want to join the Kroger union. Did you? And I was like, no, I don't imagine I'll ever get in trouble here. <laughs> Little did I know. Oh, no. <laughs> Should have joined. I had, well, no, because I didn't actually get into any trouble long term, but I had a coworker that was like legitimately unstable. I remember and that. And she caused a lot of problems. How long ago and was I that? To be working with her when those problems happened. That was, um, that was during my senior year when I was working at Kroger of college. Um, yeah. Okay. When did okay. you, when did you get married? Uh, last year, <laughs> last year. It's, was that only last year? Yeah, it's almost been a year. From 525. Wow. Feels like five years since I've graduated. Did you graduate last year? I graduated and then I went to your wedding. What? I forgot about that. That's yeah. wild. So, okay, that's why it was kind of fresh when you were out here because you, you were talking about it then, I think. Mm-hmm. And then a girl broke my heart into tiny little pieces and then I joined the Peace Corps. <laughs> now here I am. <laughs> and I have the opposite story almost. I got married and then I was like, I should get a job and I got a job. And then I moved to New York. I will be moving to New York. Not I have... I haven't moved yet, as you know. <clears throat> um, yeah, so that's that's interesting. <laughs> the thing about um about this pre Peace Corps time is that there's you know like, there's there's been a lot of paperwork that I've had to do right, but mm-hmm. ultimately that doesn't occupy a large amount of time. <laughs> it's like short bursts of time. It's like an hour yeah, or two when yeah. you get it, but before that, it's like weeks of nothing. Yeah, yeah. I feel so. That. I I've been like feeling like I should be preparing more, <laughs> and like I can't. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> uh, like I okay. Now I'm gonna real talk. I should be focusing more. On learning Mongolian. I was going to say learning the language. Um, that being <laughs> said, I have not been doing that as <laughs> I'm instead, aware of that. Instead, and, you've been doing what? Um, well, I'm doing this podcast right now. <laughs> but, you know, like I, I started packing yesterday, last night, <laughs> two months before I have to go. And uh, like, obviously, I wasn't very successful because you need things. I yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't put all my clothing in a bag when I have to wear it. <laughs> um, and but you called no, it, it like was, a test, a test flight, or like a uh, a warm up, yeah, test I pack. I called it that to make myself feel better about it. Um. I, because I, I want a good idea of what I have and mm. what I need, um, and there are a few things that I still need before I go, like a like a multi tool, like a parka. No, I actually have a very good winter coat that hey. my parents got me for my birthday. That there was very nice of them, um, and it looks nice too. What so. kind of multi tool do you need? Look and fly. 
Um, I've got one on my Amazon wish list. It's the Leatherman. Send it to me in Discord, and I'll take a take a peek at it. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm in a similar spot where it's like I feel like I should be preparing. So, <clears throat> um, I I think the term for my personality type is conscientious. So I feel. Uh, I feel bad when I'm not working on something, which is probably different than middle school me. Um, but at the same time, because uh, for those listening to the podcast who don't know us personally, um, we have been best friends since middle school. Since we were born. I mean, since fifth grade, actually. So that's before middle school, but not since we were born. <laughs> uh, that's expensive. Holy Literally, moly. We were one year old and we were best friends. That's not true. I didn't know you. You live somewhere else. I live somewhere else too. We both lived somewhere else. As long as we've been alive. I don't think that's how that works. Um, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. I might have a tool I can give you, but it's not going to be as multi as this tool. <laughs> nah, I mean. What do you really need on it? Like uh, all of it? Well, yeah. Um, because it, I, I did some research, mm-hmm. um, and this this is a a very good, very reliable multi tool. This is the Leatherman Wave, by the way, for the listener. I'm assuming there will be one. <laughs> <laughs> Our moms, too. <laughs> Listeners, then probably Naomi. Um, oh, hi, Naomi. um okay so the leatherman uh wave multi-tool very robust very reliable um Mm -hmm. and you can fix your glasses you can cut wire yeah yeah you know you're gonna get um, i can the tsa is gonna take it when you get to the airport Probably not. Put it in uh, your checked baggage. Yeah. Checked baggage, yeah. I like this. Let's be practical, all caps. Sometimes you only have one hand to spare. That's true. Always on hand. That's kind of like a selling point of a bunch of their things is that mm-hmm. their multi-tools can be used entirely with one hand. You can open it and close it with one hand. You can even use the tools on the inside Whoa. with one hand. What? How? What? That sounds difficult. I mean, you know, you just kind of, you can, like, you have to finagle it, but if you have to hold on to a rope that's got some uh, dangling from it, then you work it out. <laughs> um, oh my! Yeah, but you know, I like I I sold my motorcycle, mm-hmm. um, and a, a bunch of people donated money to me, which you know I'm very thankful for, mm-hmm. and. I technically donated. I've, technically, I bought something. Yeah, that was very nice. You were the first. Hey, In look a at long me! String of no of uh, donations. I think that um, was before I knew I had a job where I need money to move, <laughs> <laughs> and I needed to relocate across the country. <laughs> oh, that's even better. Um, so it's you like really care. now I'm in a place where I'm like I need money. Um, so it's, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I, we love them and I'm actually looking at the pieces of art that I purchased from you right now. They are above my desk. Put them in frames. You actually want us to frame them? I think that art looks 
better in frames in general. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, it looks more like art. <laughs> um, like professional art. I think that canvases can go outside of frames sometimes. Uh-huh. But I think generally... Especially if it's a board, like a, a painting on a very board. Large canvas is like when you can justify yeah. not having a frame. Yeah, we we probably should get them framed because it'll last longer too. Be better for them. They do have a finish on them or a varnish or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they've got that. Anyway, gloss varnish. That's besides the point. Is it? I mean, it kind of has to do with it. I bought you. Uh, <laughs> I bought you. Your well, I bought paintings from you. For you to be able to go to Mongolia, hmm. that's true. So, uh, what are you going to buy anyways, from me? Yeah, so, uh, do you have things to for me to purchase? You want to buy a car? Well, you see, <laughs> I did just sell my motorcycle, right? For me to not have it anymore. Yeah. So, but um, back to the point. Like, you know, I, I. <laughs> don't really have a lot that i need anymore Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. one of my friends was asking about like a gift that he could get me and my wish list was basically like some pants (laughs) same (laughs) and and he was like i don't want to get you pants that's not exciting and like well okay games for your for your console that you got yeah um so I, I went through, this also happened last night while I was packing, seeing what I still needed. Mm-hmm. And I updated my wish list to, like, for a few of the things that would be nice to have. <clears throat> um, like a portable hard drive, a um, a Bluetooth speaker. Nice. Little Leatherman tool thing. Ooh, a nice little watch doors. and a belt. That's a cheap belt. $10. Yes, it is. Super Mario. Oh, Zelda's but, uh, sold out on Amazon. That's interesting. I mean, if it's a physical game, just get it used. It doesn't make any difference. Wow. I, there are things that you added on this list in t- 2012. Yes, I did. Um, so I, I put that most of these on here just like for people that want to give me something. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't, then I'll just end up buying them, you know, a couple of weeks before I leave. Mm-hmm. Are you able, I mean, you don't know because you don't, you don't know where you're going to be, but will you even be able to order things there? Like if you need like a new charger or. Oh, I would not expect to be able to do that. So what happens if your charger breaks? Then I cry a lot. No, then I go and purchase a, a charger. <laughs> they have um, stores. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> so like the, the technology that I'll be bringing, I'm obviously not bringing my PC with me, although it is very small. Um, it's, it's just like, I, I don't know mm. how reliable the internet will be over there. And I, it's I don't big. want to, um, honestly, the monitors are bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I built a very small PC this time around. Okay, I'm sorry. And, like I, I brought my last PC with me to France. Yeah, I remember. And didn't <laughs> was that when you burned out the the power supply, or was that before that? 
No, I never burnt out a power supply. Are you sure? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, I clicked on your Amazon profile after you sent me that uh, link. I can see everything you've reviewed, and you, you reviewed a stapler, and your title is... <laughs> you reviewed a stapler. It's a Japanese staple. Stapleist stapler? And it says, it says, if I can say nothing else, I can say that it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> It is. I wish I knew what that stapler was. Oh, it's right here. Oh my gosh, yes. Thank you for reminding me. I need to bring this with me. Uh, um, that's beautiful. It, okay, so it is a a stapleless stapler. Uh-huh. You um does it like fold the paper? Oh yeah, it does. Like that's cool. It punches through and folds the paper through. And it's um huh. it's it's just as reliable as a normal stapler. Um, the thing about staples is that they are as strong as the paper. This as well is as strong as the paper. That is true. Um, huh. That's a weird way to put it. Really funny is anytime I've hand, well, most times I've handed in a paper with where I've stapled them together with this. Mm-hmm. Um, the professor then went and like just put a normal staple on because <laughs> they didn't trust it. <laughs> so it's like double stapled then wait so they yeah. think that you like did it manually like you like cut it out and like <laughs> they probably have no idea how it happened but <laughs> that's so it, interesting i mean it really it's like the marvel of engineering the coolest part is there's a window on top where you can watch it do it <laughs> that's so cool also, i and adding that to my wish list <clears throat> yeah, there you go that's what i want for christmas amazing japanese tech <laughs> that's one of the things that i really enjoy about japan is how they have these like these gadgets that solve problems mm-hmm. and they're that... really small they're like they're they're the right size they're just as big as they need to be yeah like uh, this stapler is like i can really on, only fit three of my fingers on the bottom part of it mm-hmm. because I have large American hands. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it works, it's functional, it, and it, it, it's good for the environment. You know, if, if more staplers are produced, as I assume they will be, but no more staples are produced, then this is a win for mankind yeah i've actually seen um a i think it was on reddit it was like a picture of all this all like all the uh staples that were from a from a company throughout the year just they collected all their used staples and didn't throw them away just like put them in a box and it was massive it was this like massive pile of sharp metal pointy things (laughs) anyway that's a interesting tangent and side note (laughs) didn't know we were getting staples in in this conversation to get to the (laughs) finale of the point that i started a half hour ago (laughs) um you know it's two months out from when i leave and it's (laughs) sorry i I didn't know what that was i didn't know what the point was for a second i was like wait where were we Too much out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Going into the Peace Corps, going to Mongolia, literally the other side of the world. It's a big deal. I know it's a big deal, and mm-hmm. I want to be doing stuff to prepare for it. Yeah. But the only thing that I really can physically do is get stuff. Yeah. 
And I can't even do that because people want to give me stuff. (laughs) (laughs) To get stuff and then to put that stuff in places. Yeah, and, like, (laughs) that was a reference, wasn't it? Was it? Is it? It might have been. I don't think it was intentionally. All right, well, anyways. (laughs) So, like, I'm coming to, like, this this realization that I'm never going to actually feel prepared. Yeah. At some point, you have to jump, right? can prepare for exactly exactly the hard part is just that it takes so long yeah i wish i were doing something else in the meantime all i do is play video games and stream video games <laughs> yeah thankfully i kind of have something to to occupy my time for now yeah your mega thesis yeah which I, i'm mostly done with now so for those who don't know um I've been uh, in my last semester of school and I've been doing a thesis project, which um, I've been kind of documenting the process on YouTube and stuff. Uh, and like, you know, it's it's been hard to keep up with that because it's uh, so much work to do both. But um, I, I'm I'm coming to the end of it. I've I pr- uh, produced a book, it's 86 pages and um, it's all edited and printed and on its way here. Um, so now I just have to make the website to present it and uh, actually prepare a presentation and then um, install a display at a gallery of this design thesis and defend it in a thesis defense, uh, which is, it sounds like a lot, but actually that's the easy part. Most of the work is done now, so... But it's been it's been occupying my time and uh, it's it's been an interesting interesting feeling going from like focusing so much on thesis at the beginning as a way of to or like <clears throat> the goal at the beginning I guess is um, I need to get a job from this or uh, this needs to be good enough to get me a job and then I got a job halfway through and I'm like okay cool so now what is it <laughs> um, and it, it took a minute uh, it's about like. I was two weeks behind after doing the whole interview process, two weeks behind my own personal schedule that I had set up. Um, But like after all that, you know, interviewing and flying out and stuff, I was a little bit behind. Um, You know, I sat down and I was like, okay. uh, Like, I feel like not that I'm above it, but like, (laughs) you know, like uh, it's hard to be motivated to get back on track when like I, my original goal is kind of already done. Um, so what I did was I shifted the goal to being, you know, not let's get a job from this, but instead, um, how can I be a better version of myself than the one that they hired? You know, when I show up, can I be a better designer than what they thought they were getting? Careful. Cause they might just want what they thought they were getting. <laughs> that would be weird they're like um excuse me like what happened to you why are you better what's wrong with you why are you working so hard (laughs) well you see my mama taught me that life is like a box of chocolates I've actually never seen Forrest Gump. Just to I watched out. it because it was on Netflix, and I watched it. I think a year or two ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was, was all right. Okay, all right out of ten. 
Yeah, I put it in all right. Cool, cool. Like, I watched Disney's Meet the Robinsons last night, and I would say that wasn't very good. I saw that movie in middle school, I think. Yeah, I was having quite the evening last night where I was packing for something that I was leaving <laughs> for two months from now. <laughs> you might say that... You having an episode? <laughs> uh, you know, it was it was something that I remember, like, being advertised a long time ago and it popped mm-hmm. up on Netflix and I was like, hey, why not watch it? Oh, it's not that great. Yeah, no, it wasn't that great. <laughs> I also watched B-Movie oh, last night. The whole thing? That one was unexpectedly... Political. Good. It's literally, it's like this weird dynamism between is socialism good? Is communism better? Or not communism, sorry, uh, capitalism. What are we? Uh, is is socialism good? Is capitalism good? And it's uh, the B character, the main, the main B character, like convinces all the other Bs to be lazy and not work anymore. And then nothing happens, and they're like, "Oh, capitalism actually." <laughs> well, here's the thing, though, is that like, Uh-oh. okay, so he found out that bees were being exploited by the humans. And so he took the humans to court. Yes. And then the humans had to give back all the honey. And then the bees no longer needed to work. Right. Because right. they had so much honey. Right. So it was like. Thank you for explaining it, the plot better than I did. <laughs> it, it wasn't it, like it wasn't even like socialism versus capitalism, mm-hmm. individualism versus collectivism. It was like mm. taking <clears throat> things too far in any direction can be detrimental to a society yeah. as well mm. as sometimes um when you uh, um try to correct a wrong that you see you might not see the whole picture mm. that's a really weird message to put in a kid's movie you know that I don't even like. Okay, would a kid really even enjoy this movie? Maybe, <laughs> right? And colorful, but like, no. The answer is no. <laughs> but like, I feel like someone that would enjoy the like the target is like someone who who knows who Jerry Seinfeld yeah, is. Yeah, fans of Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest thing was like the, the movie starts off with like. Um, the main character B is Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld, but he's like graduating from what and, B school. Well, from B school, right? And he's like, uh, "Wow, uh, it's oh. been a real life." And it's like three days in kindergarten, three days in in uh, in middle school, three days in high school, three days in college. But I took a I took a um, a day off in in the middle to go around the hive. It's like <laughs> that's so weird. So they like make this play on B lifespans. Yeah, no, they totally do. And and then like you have okay. to choose a job for the rest of your life, which is where like this whole individualism, okay. collectivism thing comes in. <laughs> but then like it's still Jerry Seinfeld as a B, and then <laughs> and then he talks to a human. <laughs> Who hears him and then thinks that she's literally insane because she's talking to a bee. 
and she's like, "Oh, you you want any you want any coffee?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, you no know, sure, that'd be great." And so she starts pouring him a cup of coffee, and then he looks over at her, and she's just pouring it on the ground. And he's like, "Are you okay?" And she's what? like, "No." <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What is it? <laughs> and then, like, they're best friends for the rest of the movie. But like, one of the plot points of this film is that bees can speak, but never spoke to humans before this one moment. And she had a breakdown because of that? Yeah, because she didn't think that bees could actually speak. And so she was like, oh, I guess this is really it. (laughs) I'm saying. Yeah. Here it is. And that that was like honestly one of the funniest parts of the entire movie, but it was so unexpected. Sounds magical. And like here's the thing, is like now I'm talking about the merits of B movie. So you could say that it really accomplished its goal. Yeah. Did it though? Cause did it? Well, it's it's a it's a movie that makes statements, but then tells you not to take them seriously. Isn't that movie like ten years old now? B movie? Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it came out a long time ago. B, B movie. movie. Two thousand seven. Wow. wow, eleven years. Almost. That's crazy. It's just over ten. The one thing that bothered me was how the bees only had two arms and two legs i was like but, that's not exactly right someone no, but then, someone made a, a b movie knockoff there's a youtuber who does like a there's actually a couple who do um you know like long form contents where they talk about uh uh different movies and like compare and contrast them and like these bad movies and someone made a b movie knockoff where they have six legs and they're just a little too b like and it's just it's horrifying. It's the worst That's thing. Amazing. It's just disgusting looking. Send me that if you can find it. Yeah, I will. I might put it in the show notes. The us have a whole section of B movie references. <laughs> so people Look, before listening through, will be very confused. We just post the things that we're talking about in the Discord and then afterward B. that becomes the yes. show notes. Yes. Smart. Thinking on our feet is what we call that. B movie. I'm actually sitting down right now, though. I am, too. Okay, there's... uh, There's two different... I can't play them, because they'll come through on the... On the... Whatever. He, like... He has a date, a picnic, with this human woman. What? Makes me very uncomfortable. And like she had a she had like a, a guy that she was dating before she met this bee. Oh. And then she stopped. She fell for the bee instead. Well, it, they didn't like have a romantic relationship long term. <laughs> I'm also just now realizing that all of this woman's dresses are black and yellow. She's a bee. That's some good imagery. That's actually a nice pattern on that dress. I like that. Okay. I see how this is relevant. Knockoffs. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good uh, good video. There's a couple of videos like that where they talk about them. There's one by uh, um, 
I hate I hate everything the YouTuber he talks Why about the B movies. So horrifying. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Take this like it's just disgusting looking. <laughs> I think a large part of why this is horrifying, it looks like it was made in CG prior to Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. It, it's its eyes are kind of scary. It has six legs. It's kind of hairy looking. There's just something wrong about it. It's just not okay. Okay. Anyway. Oh, then at the end he talks about Maya the Bee, which was an absolutely adorable movie. I have no no comments. They they she's Australian and it's super adorable. Anyways. Okay. So <clears throat> that was a departure from our scheduled course of subjects. Can you tell me that we didn't start this entire thing to talk about the B movie? Um I mean I'm not gonna say we didn't do it for that reason. But I'm also not right, gonna well, say that we did now. do it for that reason. I'm just gonna ignore that second part. Okay. Okay. That's fine. You do you. Um yeah so I don't know. Do you have anything else to add? I guess I could talk about how I'm feeling. <laughs> how are you feeling, Treg? Tired. Um, good. It's uh, nerve-wracking. Um, a lot of people ask, like, they'll say to me, like, oh, that's so cool. Congratulations. That I'm really excited for you. You guys are going to have so much fun. It's going to be life-changing. It's going to be great. I have a friend who lived in New York for however long, and they enjoyed it so much, and they loved it. You're going to have so much fun. Oh my god, Alexa went off all of a sudden. That scared that scared me <laughs> so bad. That scared me. Um <laughs> anyway. So uh Yeah, they'll say to me, like, oh, that looks like you're gonna have so much fun. And then they'll turn to Naomi and they go, And how are you doing? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and she's like, I'm excited too. Like, I don't know. Uh so and one thing that I that I love about your wife is that she is so I don't even want to just say down to earth Mm -hmm. because like that doesn't even like encompass it like you remember like before you guys were married like that week when I was staying with you at your new apartment Mm -hmm. how I folded the toilet paper over every time (laughs) yeah (laughs) and she comes in and she goes into the bathroom and she just like calls out, who folded the toilet paper? <laughs> like who is responsible for this? <laughs> <laughs> she keeps it real. And she, yeah. she, she <laughs> like, she's very aware of herself. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> and so like, if someone like, talks to you one way and then turns to her and starts talking a whole different way like that is exactly what, how I would expect her to react is just to be like uh <laughs> yeah I'm good too <laughs> yeah exactly she's like it actually started to bug her after a while because it's like you know the first time it's like whatever but for some reason everyone was doing it everyone's like and how are you doing like she's like a sick puppy that's along for the ride <laughs> um 
Yeah. I guess there's kind of like some sort of an expectation that a woman is kind of beholden to the to the man's job. Yeah. So maybe That's, she doesn't want to move. Yeah, which is like I mentioned that, and it's so not how we operate. It's like she's almost she was almost offended that people would have that pretense in the first place. That like they would think that we didn't discuss it, or like I just chose to do this thing, and she's like, "Well, I guess I gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, that is that is kind of how she is, though. She's very uh, point blank, kind of uh, plainly says things, but not in a rude way either. There's a balance to it. She's actually not rude at all, but. <clears throat> Like uh, our videographer for the wedding, he said that like, you know, he's had brides who are like really, really aggressive in um, like he went up to one before the actual wedding and was like, hey, just wanted to, you know, touch base. I'm your videographer. And she was like, you better not mess this wedding up. I need this video to be perfect. <laughs> and he's like, oh, OK, I, I won't mess it up for you uh, and he's like you know he approaches Naomi before the wedding and he goes um, you know I just, you know, I'm your videographer I just wanted to you know introduce myself and um, ask if you had any special shots you wanted or anything that you were considering and she's like oh yeah no everything's fine thanks it's so nice to meet you and he's like wait really that's it like you're not gonna yell at me or anything <laughs> uh, yeah so that's just kind of how she is she's uh generally a down-to-earth calm person and then um you know it's just interesting that people automatically assume there might be some like turmoil going on or something and how are you taking yeah. this and how are you doing that sounds like a john mulaney <laughs> it does <laughs> it does sound like a john mulaney thing anyway um so we're at an hour now um, which I think is a probably a good time to call it good on this episode of what are we calling it? <laughs> New York Mongolia podcast. Yeah, that works. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the New York Mongolia podcast. We really appreciate your attention, your support, and uh, hope that you tune in to the next ones. This is going to be ostensibly a bi-weekly thing. And uh, if you want to uh, contact us in any way, then do that via the link that you found to get to this in the first place. Because we're not putting our personal email addresses out there for you folks. Thanks again, and we're done here. Good night. That was going so well. <laughs> I have been Treg Frank. Oh, and I've been Gabe. Priscilla. Gabriel. Gosh, never mind. <laughs> and whenever people expect him to say things, he doesn't. <laughs>